We've been under lockdown for close to two months now. So we wanted to get in touch with people from various places belonging to varied industries. In this episode, we'll be talking to three people. First, Melvin, uh, a first gen entrepreneur as young as I am. Uh, next is Wamsi, a biotechnologist, my college mate during my undergrad. Uh, he's now at Ireland and now he's heading towards entrepreneurship over there. Uh, next is Srinidhi, our very own app developer at Acro Development from Chennai. So three different people. Let's get to know about their quarantine life. Welcome to Draw the Code podcast. This is Gautam and Subhu hosting the show. Each week, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews, tips, and stories of small, medium, and micro-entrepreneurs. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's jump right into the show. Hi, Melvin. So, we are here. First of all, welcome to Draw the Code podcast. Yeah. Hi, Gautam. How are you doing? All good. All good. Hope all well over there. Yeah, it's going on well. Yes, Gautam. Okay. Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for, uh, you know, accepting the invite. I wanted to actually get in touch with you because uh, first thing, uh, we'll be talking more about your business and uh, how um, it's got affected and how you are getting, uh, tackling the uh, situation. But uh, before that, we the audience would love to know who Melvin is all about and what is he actually doing? Yes, Gautam. So uh, let me introduce myself. I, I said uh, I am from Hosur. Uh, it is actually a border of Tamil Nadu near Bangalore city. It is actually an industrial town and one of the top 10 fastest growing cities in India. So I am an MBA graduate and fifth generation entrepreneur. So as soon as completing my undergraduation in biotechnology, I entered into business joining with my father in 2015. So my father, about my father, he's actually running a petrol pump and he's into real estate as well. So later in 2016, I started my own firm an organic retail store uh, with A to Z organic products under one roof. Then later I joined an MBA course through distance education from NIBM. So in 2018, uh, me and my brother together, we started an industrial laundry, uh, which is actually first of its kind in our uh, district. So uh, in that we cater serves to commercial as well as retail customers. So this is about our business. Wonderful, wonderful. That's great. The thing is that I think you had mentioned about, uh, you know, uh, your dad running a petrol pump, petrol pump, and then you going into uh, organic store and a new venture that you started off uh, for laundry, right? So with your brother. So I guess it's Pioneer Laundry, if I have to name it. Okay. So the yes. whole group. All our firms are Pioneer. Pioneer. So, okay. I forgot to tell that it is the Pioneer. Yeah. yeah. The whole group is Pioneer, named Pioneer. Yeah, the petrol pump is named as Pioneer Roadways. Okay. So organic stores is named as Pioneer Organics and the laundry is Pioneer Laundry. Okay. So we are trying to bring it on one uh, roof like Pioneer, Pioneer. Pioneer okay. Group. Okay, okay, got it. So yeah, so over here, I want to actually predominantly these, all these three businesses that your family is running and you are also being a part of it, mm. they interact with customers directly, right? Like on a day-to-day -day basis, either it can be an organic store or it can be a laundromat or it can be your petrol pump. So it involves direct yes. interaction with customers. And now people are, you know, going into the social distancing mode. So what are the steps yeah. that you are taking 
uh, at your places to encourage you know social distancing and then also to you know to lessen the physical customer interaction so i just wanted to hear more on that yeah actually uh, we are uh, facing a tough time in business right now so we are uh, operating our petrol pump from morning 6 to uh, 1 pm as per government's direction with the proper social distancing mm-hmm. so our sales has actually come down to like 20 to 30% uh, with the expenses being the same as before so we are operating with almost half of employees and the rest are uh, given paid leave so uh, we have taken several precautionary measures in our business right now so uh, first coming to our employees part all our employees are being provided with a uh, face mask and uh, hand gloves so and even the customers uh, they are uh, asked to maintain a distance of 1 uh, meter and uh, mask is also compulsory for them uh, without which they won't be given fuel so now you go to any petrol pump uh, in india and you can see a phrase like no mask no fuel and also uh, we motivate customers to use a digital mode of payment instead of currency and uh, we have put a notice in our premises like uh, to not not spit in uh, public places so this is the scenario which have which is uh, uh, which we are following in uh, petrol pump so uh, a similar scenario is being followed in organic store uh, where even our sales has come to like uh, 30% similar to petrol pump and here in organic store uh, the goods supply is a major challenge so since the lockdown we are not able to get organic groceries which used to come from different uh, remote places of tamil nadu which is like from deep south of tamil nadu so all the logistics movement has come to an halt so uh, we are only managing with the local supplies and uh, the customers part as you said uh, we are more of interaction to customers since ours is a retail business so and few customers they understand the situation very well and uh, they are fine with it so they they are okay with the groceries which we are able to procure right now and few of them are very cooperative that they just send the uh, products uh, through whatsapp a day before they come here so that uh, it would be very uh, easy for us to uh, pack and keep so uh, it will be it would be easy for them so uh, overall if you see we are facing a tough time in uh, um, providing necessary products and services to customers right, right. now and customer satisfaction is a major challenge right now and coming to the laundry which we have told laundry we are not able to run as of now so since government has not given any directions for that and we are getting a, a lot of inquiries every day but uh, we are waiting for a green signal from the government right so i yes. guess uh, kind of uh, elaborately uh, told on terms of your petrol pump your organic store as well as your laundromat so when it comes to you know yeah. the social distancing part i think uh, the whole pioneer group is you know working out according to the government norms and uh, you'll have to follow them quite strictly um it's you know for yes. the public health right that's great so yeah. you i think you mentioned that you are from hosur right so it's one of the really fastest growing places in terms of business in the last about at least i would say in 8 years from wherever i've known yeah okay so yes and it's not uh, even now uh, hosur doesn't have any sort any one even one positive case is not there yet in hosur which is actually a news for everybody to cherish actually so that brings <laughs> yes. more responsibility and you uh, people at hosur have to be more protective and stay uh, more time indoors but do you see any places which are acting irresponsibly you know by <laughs> by not really thinking about the social distancing yes gautam yeah indeed we are very happy about one thing uh, being an industrial town and border to bangalore 
uh, with more possibilities of virus spread we are still with zero cases uh, maybe it's all god's grace i don't know right. so majority of people actually follow proper social distancing here even they are very well aware but few of them they are very careless uh, now since there are zero cases here so people you can find people roaming without any face mask in streets and going um, two or three uh, people in a two wheeler so uh, 10 days back actually you no know, one sweet shop so uh, previously we got a direction from government from april 20th maybe we will resume a part of it oh, okay so and then again they they yeah again they laid out the restrictions so you know one sweet shop he wasn't aware of that and he started his business so he didn't follow any proper social distancing and you know what happened people started gathering there and then government authority finally came and sealed the business oh so actually you know people don't have the tendency to stand in a queue they just want to rush their purchase but we being responsible as owner we should follow proper social distancing and during the lock and the social distancing which you are mentioning is not only during the lockdown period but it should be followed for like another 6 months to 1 year until we all get rid of this uh, pandemic situation uh, so yes there are few who are irresponsible Uh, but uh, it is all expected in india you know <laughs> okay so i guess uh, i mean as you had mentioned clearly right i think we it is not just now as the order of the day it must be followed for the next about 6 months or 1 year you know the effect is going to be there you do not know because since it's the viral yes. viral pandemic uh, um I mean, it, it, those are so small it can enter uh, uh, even through the n95 mask because that's what i read on some yeah. articles okay so we heard from you that you are a fifth generation entrepreneur but i guess yeah. in terms of business as a whole right um i think yeah. fifth generation dates back little long before right it, it, it it's quite old so the thing is that you yeah. i'm sure you would have seen a lot of failures a lot of successes ups downs and your business model yeah. in any sort should be a little streamlined better streamlined compared to the starters who are starting now so what would you uh, yes. suggest for the first generation entrepreneurs or you know the solo entrepreneurs so what would you suggest them at this crisis at this point any some yeah actually uh, yeah yeah i got it so actually first i would uh, suggest them to take all precautionary measures required to run the business after this lockdown it it would be for both uh, their employees as well as the customers like you should follow proper social distancing and washing hands frequently uh, using face mask and hand gloves so and uh, coming to the customers part uh, you should uh, promote digital payment instead of currency and strict hygiene to be followed in our premises if it is a retail store or any retail business where customers walk in so hygiene would be a major part and housekeeping department uh, will be playing a major role in all industries for like another one year so and coming to the business model as you mentioned yeah i'm fifth generation entrepreneur and our firm it started very long back 110 years so and after an unexpected and unplanned break uh, which we have uh, which are facing right now it would be uh, tough for everyone to bring back the momentum so uh, the first step is to retain your existing customers right get right. in touch with your existing customer and tell them about the precautionary measures that you have taken in your business for them to feel safe to step into your premises so that would be the first step which i would suggest and customer choices would not be the same as before so we should be very well prepared because they they would have come to your premises earlier they would have seen your hygiene part so maybe now they would expect a lot more so you should be very careful about that part and next step is to try bring in new customers by promotions say through social media preferably 
so you should uh, try promoting uh, your business uh, uh, that uh, you are uh, that you are following uh, your you have taken several precautionary steps so that should be one part and uh, for the new entrepreneurs which i would recommend is please don't try to expand your business for another one year or so and don't increase your liability as well because the existing momentum uh, which we have left before it would take another 6 months for us to resume that so come back to the previous uh, condition so to withstand this uh, recovery period uh, you need to cut down your expense expenses as well so major expenses would be your manpower so i would uh, recommend to reduce the manpower uh, by uh, relieving a few of the non performing or poor performing employees Uh, during this lockdown and it would be very hard for us to pay our existing employees but at least we should uh, try to pay 50% of their salary as well so these are the things that i would uh, suggest them wonderful wonderful i think the best point which i would like to underline over here is that where uh, you had mentioned uh, mentioning what care or what steps that you are taking at your premises to your existing customers just to keep them yeah. notified on what uh, we are trying to do to enhance the experience that's a wonderful point yes So how's your quarantine going? I think uh, I mean when we're talking about the fifth generation entrepreneur, actually you are also a first generation entrepreneur, but you know, but with the lineage of fifth, f- five generations, right? I guess you yes. haven't gone and uh, I mean you. I'm sure you would have sat in the uh, petrol pump, but the thing is that it yeah. is also your first. You are you are the first generation entrepreneur when it comes to organics and the laundry, correct? Yeah, you are right. You are right. Right, right, right. That's great. So how's your quarantine going? So. what are the fun activities that you're doing right now <laughs> quarantine yeah it's going on well it looks like a uh, summer holidays to me which used to come during our school days maybe <laughs> okay. uh, i just uh, feel so cause um, you know uh, running a 365 day business and 24 bar sound business like petrol pump mm-hmm. uh, now i'm feeling totally relaxed so as you mentioned yeah my my generation business started with like uh, they were timber merchants so later on uh, generation after generation they got into several hardware business uh, trading uh, then brick manufacturing uh, so they got diversified and my father diversified into petrol pump and now um, me being the fifth generation so i'm uh, even more diversifying into like organic uh, retail business and now uh, into laundry which is actually a service industry so we are getting diversified and uh, quarantine yeah it has been uh, i'm feeling totally relaxed now uh, and uh, after a very long time uh, i have had all my three meals for one full month at home so i think most of us would have had the same right now <laughs> right <laughs> because right. Uh, it it's been like years you no know, after my school school i, I don't know I just now i'm having that and uh, yeah and fun activities yeah, i'm engaged in um, a lot of fun activities like um, uh playing online gaming and then watching series and movies uh then playing ludo dice and uh, cards with my family and um, and after a long time i'm able to chat with my friends through uh, the zoom and uh, duo chats right so right. i'm doing that with my school and college buddies right right so the only thing i only fun activity i have not had is uh, cooking yet <laughs> i have not started cooking i think it's time right so I'll have to start <laughs> yeah that's what so this is a fanatics which i'm yeah I'm any doing. any new business plans that you're doing i mean since you know uh, all three entrepreneurs are over there inside home dad brother yeah. and yourself so i think there's yes. something cooking over there in terms of business yeah actually uh, my brother yeah i've got one good news my brother uh, actually uh, for he has got a son now wow so one great. month back that's yeah great. during this lockdown period so he is spending a very good time with his child 
so and regarding business uh, yes i have been analyzing few business and i have just made a basic groundwork but uh, that can't be resumed right now because the initial step would be resuming my existing business and bringing back the momentum uh, which is going to be a tough part so maybe if everything goes on well uh, maybe if everything uh, comes back to the previous momentum everything is set maybe i'll uh, i'll start working with a new business model and proceed maybe by 21 maybe i should step into another venture that's wonderful okay. yeah so i guess we spoke about you know starting something uh, uh, you know as a family business and then we went into uh, quarantining and then over here we'll be expecting yeah. something new in 2021 i think from the pioneer group yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah. perfect thank you so much melvin for uh, giving your valuable time and uh, thank and yes. it was actually a very short notice that i had given you and uh, thank you so that's much fine, for accepting yeah. the invite <laughs> Yeah, sure, Gautam. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, now as as of now, stay home, stay safe, safe is a um, uh, the only phrase. But yes. it can't be going for a longer period. So we any anyway, of we have to come out. This pandemic is going to be for a longer period, say six months or one year. So we should be prepared for that. The only uh, solution would be social distancing and proper precautionary, with which we should resume our business. We should resume our regular lifestyle. Uh, it should be done. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. You heard it from the fifth generation entrepreneur. So let's do that. Before we continue with the session, we interrupt you with a small break. Each business is different. Every business has unique problems. Unique problems need customized solutions. Check out akro.com. A A K R O.com. for your customized business automation solutions okay so we are returning back from the break and now we are with vamsi bharadwaj vamsi had actually i uh, i mean we we were college mates we were classmates at college back in college in our undergrad so we did biotechnology btech at st joseph's and now he's over here he moved to the ireland and then Uh, he did his masters and i guess we'll take it from there from vamsi hi vamsi welcome to draw the code hi gautam hello folks hope you're all keeping safe during the pandemic thank you gautam for inviting me onto this podcast wonderful superb so vamsi i think last week when we had spoken on call right so i think this is what i heard i think you had completed you you you've done with your phd yeah i just completed it two months back i finished my defense and it came out successful wonderful wonderful so first of all congrats on that and then so what what are you up to now thank you um i should just say i'm just delighted still still in the relief mode it was a great relief more than anything you know it's initially i thought just like everyone who wants to do a phd i thought i'd be overwhelmed with the letters in, in front of my name but more than anything it was anticlimactic and i'm feeling relieved and nothing hasn't changed i'm just doing a couple of things still in the lab writing grants preparing the manuscripts and giving talks and presentation nothing nothing really changed but only thing i could say is it's it's fantastic to know that you don't have to take any more exams in your life wow that's great so i think it's from <laughs> mr vamsi and it's transformed to dr vamsi right yeah it's, it's, it's a misery i i already have about 34 alphabets in my name and two more <laughs> vamsi bharadwaj yeah correct that's yeah. great okay so you You're at Ireland, and uh, it's quarantine time there also. So, mm-hmm. how are you planning things over there at Ireland? And 
you didn't choose to come back over here at india we'll talk about that later mm-hmm. but how are you planning mm-hmm. things out back over there at ireland in terms of fun in terms of activities in terms of academics work what is going on we have been in lockdown uh, for nearly two months now and glad that ireland did that at the right time unlike other european countries who waited for two three weeks more and let things go wild but right now as i said things didn't change much we're working from home as everybody in the world and um just working on some grants right now Irish government has announced various funding opportunities regarding COVID-19 and it's encouraging researchers to consider this with highest priority. So that's what we're doing working on several um COVID related projects as of now and trying to build up teams and make calls every two days and see what we can do. And we have a small 3D printer set up in our house and we're trying to contribute to the hospitals around by printing these face shields and face masks. as you might have seen in the news there are there are huge 3d printing and hardware communities coming together to do their bits and pieces to provide these personal protective equipment to the hospital wow wow so okay that's that's the that's the primary objective now so we kept aside all the other work i mean i was involved in a small spin out style commercialization even um, regarding a medical device and i was involved in several other projects but we kept them all aside for a while now everything is focused on what can we do to prevent the spread of the disease and how can we tackle the second wave that's going to come in so it's all about covid-19 that's going on around now right so that's that's as of now in ireland too anyway mm-hmm. okay so either i mean you know holidays or calamity times or whatever it is i think people always get want to get back home right you know mm-hmm, i mean that's mm-hmm. they they regard that as a safe place mm-hmm. so people tend to get back home or their hometown safely at the earliest but mm-hmm. you kind of chose to stay over there at atland so how are things back over here in india how are things over here in india and how are things over there so are there any sort of regulations that people follow over there so i would like to more we would like to more about we'd like to know more about that mm-hmm. um so I I'd like to say I'm delighted to say that you know things are pretty good in India as far as my family and my relatives are concerned everyone are being safe and they're they're kept well informed about the situations um but there are two sides to the question you asked yes it would be emotionally good to stay with the family and be there in the times of crisis that's one of the prime reasons why um daughters and sons return back to their homes to look after their elderly parents or or their grandparents or relatives who need their support in the times of crisis but the situation of the pandemic is in such a case that you're going to think about the feasibility of returning and what's going to happen and for example even if i start coming home um, it might take a month or, or even more if i was quarantined in between anywhere in the flights or in the airport so it there's a huge uncertainty there but the second the coin here is that uh, on a personal level um being uh, being here is a wiser choice i believe um it's it's because if you take in the population numbers irish population is about 5 million it's it's smaller than any big city in india so it's easy to maintain the social distance and global health preparedness index for ireland is very high when you compare to india which means that you have more beds in terms of um, icus or hospital services and things like that so on a personal level it's a wiser choice to be in a country which is more prepared to tackle this um, kind of pandemic than india and uh, that's not taking away any credit from what india is doing now in its in its support and in its capability it's doing a lot 
but the current scenario of the health uh, situation on a personal level it's always better to stay where you have more uh, facility so it's 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 just choosing a low risk and the health benefits here are safer in right. terms of in terms of um what the government is doing here they enforce the um social distancing more than two months ago before the whole thing got shut down they then were social distancing and there are the sanitation facilities and you have the common uh, hygiene facilities all over the supermarkets and all of the roads and stuff but what's good about the present here is people are very supportive and most of them are maintaining and following the government advice and what i personally like about irish um, um, style is that their media is very nice and they know where to inform the public they know how to put the news forward without sensationalizing so the public are well informed and well kept for example they're advising supermarkets to to have time slots for elderly people and people who are at high risk so they don't question you, but they're advice. So it's for example, in the mornings from say about 9 a.m. to um, 1 p.m. in the afternoon, they are dedicated for elderly people to do, to go for shopping, to get their daily necessities. And even for people who have weaker immune system, nobody is gonna check here, but it's just a social responsibility and people take it granted. So I go myself around five o'clock in the evenings when all the elderly people finish their shopping. It's just maintaining and protecting your most vulnerable group so indirectly the spread has been stopped as well um, so even when the government is now looking forward to reopen they're always worried about other countries what's happening in China what's happening in Singapore how can we tackle the second wave coming in and the current current Prime Minister of Ireland is also a doctor himself so the medical team and all the political medical people are, are really taking care of it really really well so yeah that's that's how it is currently going on and here and um, as, as far as any other stuff it's like any other country like india or america or or even any european country the policies have been the same but irish irish government has been i can't say proactive but very good in terms of reactiveness they closed it at the right time they didn't wait as as uk or us did they did it at the right time and how are the people over there? I mean, I think you had already told that they are responsible. They are very mm -hmm. supportive, um, you mm -hmm. know, with a leader uh, or with the, with the, let's say, Irish has a president or a prime minister? Prime minister. Prime minister. Prime minister. Okay, so yeah. he himself yeah. is a doctor. So I think he mm -hmm. will ab absolutely know the seriousness of the situation. But in mm -hmm. that case, I think um, I mean, uh, with a population that is extremely small when compared to India, mm -hmm. in, in any Indian you know, region or as such, yeah. so I think it... I would say it is not easier, but it becomes easier mm -hmm. only when the people are responsible. I think they take it, mm -hmm. they, they take it really serious uh, about the situation yeah. and they stay input mm -hmm. uh, in those. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's important to to know that if we are comparing the comparing countries only to maintain uh, maintain the dialogue that the country should do more in terms of what other countries are doing. But it's unfair to compare uh, a smaller country with a bigger country. For example, Finland has nothing done in terms of social lockdown. Everything is running, restaurants are running, everything is running. But there's, there's, a, there's a mutual understanding between the public and the government there. So there are people who always participate in social distancing and you don't need to enforce any law or enforce any political statement there. So, so far, so far they've been tackling it very well without locking down everything. 
So, so Finland has a similar population when you compare it to Ireland, but you cannot compare them too. So you can, the Irish government cannot say, okay, Finland has similar population and they didn't close. Why should we close? So I think it's good to understand the um, cultural and geopolitical situations of each country and get into play. So people here are, are cooperative. You know, I mean, every, every country's people are special, but I find Irish very cooperative in terms of crisis because they've been through a lot in history that put them into pressure and then they were very resilient people. So that is showing up in here as well. That's wonderful because, you know, they, they've learned it from the past and then they are, you know, uh, they're getting mm -hmm. better of themselves. That's nice. Mm -hmm. So we actually, the last segment, we spoke with Melvin. Actually, Melvin is also one, is one of Acro oh, Development's great. clients and he's back in college in undergrad. So mm -hmm. over here, what happens is that we were talking about how a fifth generation entrepreneur, uh, Melvin is a fifth generation entrepreneur, five generations, they've been doing different businesses. They have an even more streamlined sort of, you know, running business and, you know, um, uh, you know, handling their employees, handling their customers and all those stuff. And I guess you were talking mm -hmm. about starting something over there at Ireland. So we'd love to hear mm -hmm. more on that as a first generation entrepreneur over there. Second thing is that mm -hmm. what we know, what we want to know is that what are you actually up to? So that's what, so these are two mm -hmm. things which I would love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, so I've been working on several projects in my PhD, um, a few of which has a potential for commercialization and which I'm trying to exploit more in terms of um, where the market is and who would be our customers. So I could, I could talk to you about two projects which I'm parallelly trying to spin them out of my work. So the first project is a medical biomedical device, which is an optical reader that's a, that's in a handheld size. So that can be capable of testing many biochemical analytes in various um, settings in, 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 um, in an academic lab or a small industrial brewery setting or, or a food based industrial setting. So that device was a byproduct of one of the projects I was involved in in my PhD. And um, we published that paper and that received an enormous response on the internet. So following that positive response, a few of our colleagues got teamed up onto this and we thought to go. Now we've, we've saw the academic potential of this. How can we push this out of the lab in terms of uh, public usage and how much is better? So then this sort of a scientific device, which is novel, is coming out. It's it's very challenging to find market because the markets aren't established. You have to find the markets. You need to create the necessity in the public. So for now, the last one year, I've been attending a few um, commercialization and pre-commercialization programs that were partly in collaboration with uh, UCC here and also some in collaboration and support from um, Irish governmental organizations and so they are leading the way they are in giving me network of people whom to contact to and people who are in similar businesses that could give me more ideas on how to make a business model regarding this and how to approach your investors and how to um, how to talk to public and and know what they feel about the product without seeming to selling your product and you know you don't want to be a salesman you want to talk about the problem and you want to they want to know their opinion on the solution. So that's what is going on. And the second thing, second project, which I told I would talk about is about, it's a virtual reality based protein design work, what I'm trying to do. As of now, I could only really reveal that much of the detail, but that's that's the direction what we're going. And it's for smart education, um, smart education for, for researchers. That's 
that's um, that's an interesting work that's going oh, on as well. So you are also kind, yeah. you know, uh, kind of, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, you are, uh, uh, you know, kind of deviating, but it's it's also mm-hmm. one of the because you know technology is hand in hand. It's perfect. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. what should I call you, biotechnologist, or what is it now you are? It, I, I call myself a researcher and nothing else for now because I've, I've been starting um, exploring the entrepreneurial route, but still it's in a pre-commercialization segment, so I wouldn't call myself a full entrepreneur yet. And biotechnologist, yeah, I'd be delighted to hear that, but it's it's a, it's a big term. You might yourself know there's yeah. so much in biotechnology, but yeah. Yeah, technically, I am a biotechnologist. Anyway, practically so, what I do is a so researcher. you are into research of, you know, let's say life sciences and health science. I mean, is it okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So in, yeah, yeah, in, in quite, that yeah. case, I think, I mean, this is something which I really want to ask you. That this flattening the curve, right? There's something called flattening the yeah. curve. And, you know, mm-hmm. we'd want to hear from you on quarantine mm-hmm. and flattening the curve on these two things. Mm-hmm. Give us your points on settling the virus attack or we overcoming this uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so as I told you, I've been working on several COVID-19 based projects and one such project is to deal with the second wave of burden and how can we monitor and track symptoms of people and how can we identify these clusters way before they start getting um, out of our hands. So here, um, you might be aware of the term R0, which has been popular in media these days, which is rate of transmission. And that's the whole point of talking about this flattening of curve. So the main agenda of flattening the curve is to make sure that the peak is delayed in terms of how many people are presenting themselves to the hospitals so that the healthcare system has um, enough room to actually work under their maximum capacity. For example, in Ireland, if there are about 12,000 beds and there are about 20,000 people presenting themselves for those beds, now it's way out of your hands and then you have to you have to make decisions on whom to prioritize. But if you allow people to quarantine and then delay this number of cases over a certain period of time, what's happening here is at a moment of time, you're only having about 5,000 or 6,000 people presenting to the hospital. So the doctors and the nurses and the personal surgical equipment and ventilators and everything are there in place and there is no burden on this healthcare system. So the quarantine is working perfectly. China has proved it. China has proved it that you can completely suppress the infection with the quarantine. Although the measures taken in China are extreme and another democratic country, but it will be difficult to put that level of quarantine. But there are other countries like South Korea, Singapore, who managed it really, really well and brought it. And Ireland, for example, it had a very high rate of transmission, but it locked down in the correct time. And now the rate of transmission has fallen down to 0.7. That means each person can effectively transmit the disease to less than a person, which actually shows that the spreading is actually delayed. And the quarantine is actually helping. And there are people who are who are talking about the otherwise cases, but the otherwise didn't happen. And wherever it happens, such as Italy and Spain and UK, you could see the number of deaths and number of people getting uh, infected is going really, really yes. high. So I am on the argument that the quarantine is working, flattening curve is helping us in a very good way. Um, settling back on, on the virus attack and overcoming the situation, there are many questions around this. And 
every answer would be only valid once the vaccine is found. People are searching for a vaccine and we are trying really hard to push forward. And But people should understand that this is a crisis situation and there will be media and people giving you unreliable information. And the government may not present you the whole information at the time, but we need to trust our governments. We need to trust the people in charge, the medical doctors, the scientists, because that's the only reliable information you were getting from. And the vaccines are being worked upon. And as you can see, this is an unprecedented um, scenario. And people working behind the scenes are also working day and night. And if there is a vaccine released in the next two months or three months, and you have to realize that, in under six to eight months, our medical sciences were able to generate a vaccine. It happened nowhere in the history. Usually vaccine takes about years and years in development and testing and getting it in under, an e under an year is, is a miracle. And this shows how much the science and technology has progressed over the years. And as a humans, we should all celebrate this as, a, as an achievement of our own mankind. So in terms of how things will settle down after the pandemic, Without the vaccine, it's going to be very difficult to understand. Are you going to shake hands with people? Are you going to have a drink with your friends in the same bar? Are you going to sit down at the restaurant? These are all questions to be addressed. And there are solutions and ideas such as herd immunity that's coming into the place and making clear zones where there are no virus transmission going on. But all I could say is remember that there are only about a handful of people who started this pandemic. I'm not saying they're responsible, but what I'm saying is it started from a handful of people. So if we are reopening it without a vaccine and you're saying that, OK, there's there's one person we can identify them. How effectively is that identification is the big question. So if you effectively identify the infected people in the coming second wave, when you reopen and put them into the hospital immediately, everything is going to be good. But if that is not effective, it's going to be very challenging. Exactly. And first of all, thank you so much for being the, this elaborate and also mentioning the point that, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting a vaccine prepared or let's say, you know, the, uh, the, the research part has been extremely fast. It's been extremely swift this time in terms of COVID, which absolutely mm -hmm. has not been the same in the previous years or in the previous centuries either. So what happened? I think the longest was cholera. The, the the time taken was yeah, Color, yeah. so i think this is like the, mm -hmm. the the most the fastest right this one uh the that mm -hmm. yeah this would be the fastest um, because, yeah. it's wonderful there's so much of uh, um, you know research which is going on day in day out so great mamsi thank you so much for you know uh, for uh, uh, for coming over and you know sharing with us all the points over there and uh, wishing you also uh, safe well-being over there at Ireland. So anything that you would like to say over here at uh, in India and to our listeners? Just keep informed of good information and trust, um, have information for COVID-19 only from the trusted sources. That's all I want That's to say. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Gautam, for having me. Thank you. Spending a bomb and waiting for months to get a website is painful. Get your instant website solutions from Acro Development. Check out acro.com. A-A-K-R-O.com. Uh, now we are with Srinidhi. Srinidhi is our app developer. So she's one of our core members at Acro Development team. She started off 
uh, from Android app development, and now she is also taking care of her iOS. Apart, even after she's you know she's not she doesn't have a development sort of a background. Uh, she started off uh, when we when we were very small, and she's still with us even today till what we are today. Uh, hi, Shinidhi. Hi, Gautam. Hi. Uh, how are you? All good. All good. So welcome to draw the code. So. So it 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 so just wanted to also bring you in into this episode because today we are talking about quarantine and uh, um, how's work in quarantine. So that's okay. what we're talking about. Uh, so we are working from home. I mean, Acro Development, all everybody at Acro Development, we are working from remote for the past about one year. So yeah. how do you feel uh, about the work from home in normal times versus the work from home in quarantine? Okay. So work from home, um, it's actually a very new culture in our country. And of course, it's growing faster, especially in this lockdown times. But a year ago, when we started to work from home, it was very raw. And I didn't know how to handle my time or how to plan my work. So I did the routine thing. I started to work from 10 to 7. And sometimes I also burn the midnight oil. But after a few days, I was very exhausted and my health was also starting to decline. So that's when I realized that I got to change my routine. So I balanced the long hours by unwinding, uh, like doing stuff like reading books and listening to music. And that helped me a lot. After some time, I started to handle my time properly. And the result was uh, I was even more focused and productive than ever. So work from home, yeah, it's helped me a lot. Uh, When I was working in office, uh, I say I wasn't that productive, but now I'm actually more better than ever. So yeah, it's a boon for me actually. Right. So when it comes to quarantining, how is it? Because you know, when it comes to work from home, it looks fine on normal days. How do you find it in terms of quarantine? Quarantine, actually, it doesn't differ a lot to me because I'm a person who doesn't go out that much. In fact, you've always been telling me to go out more, but I've miserably failed in that. So uh, how I'm working is I work and uh, I do some other stuff. Like uh, I like to read books. I like to cook uh, and I've even tried uh, some new recipes. Uh, and the books that I read have really helped me a lot. Uh, like for the first time in my life, I've started to follow a diet and also saved up some money, which my brother always keeps on insisting. And apart from this, uh, I've started to uh, walk in the evening for about an hour with my sister. And uh, that really clears up my mind. Right, right. So the thing is that, I mean, you've been mentioning about a couple of things like, you know, trying out new dishes or, um, you know, you've been cooking for quite some time because I still remember, you know, back at office when you, when the whole team used to work from office, you used to bring uh, your cooked recipes uh, to the office. Mm -hmm. That's nice. So in over here, how are you trying to manage work? Because why I'm asking these questions is that because people might uh, feel weird when you had, you know, ask me, how are you? Uh, actually, at Acro Development, uh, it's been actually close to 10 or 12 days since I yeah. heard Shinidhi's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this is the first time in 12 days because I, ha- I have to record this podcast. Yeah. Uh, the major reason is that, yeah, as I told in episode one and episode two at Acro Development, we don't really um, 
we don't really go into the meeting rooms or we don't really take uh, zoom calls or let's say video calls rather what we do is that we go into uh, uh, writing up and then posting discussions on each idea or suggestions or discussions what happens is that we get to uh, post our points and from there we'll be able to take the best decisions even if we fail in whatever we had decided at that particular point so what we do is that we still have other points to take from or try out from we've we've got really good wonderful results by you know following this method yeah. it doesn't we don't really have to keep chatting so i i think it's been long since we actually sat down for chatting or discussing through chats actually anyway so in this quarantine since you told you know you're going for a walk and you know you're trying out new dishes uh, mm-hmm. you know you also you also have the habit of reading mm-hmm. so what is it i wanted to ask you like uh, getting any time to look into things you've longed to do for quite some time i mean uh, you might be into uh, you might be planning out something but this quarantine has it helped you to focus on a particular thing that you've been longing to do for quite some time longing there are a lot of things but uh, uh, actually recently i've started to develop uh, an app in ios and that's uh-huh. the one thing that i've uh, wanted to lo- uh, do in a long time but now yeah, that we, uh, we have a lot of time uh, i started it as an hobby but now it's actually become uh, a part of my work also so i got to do that and apart from that uh, as i mentioned earlier uh, i always wanted to follow a simple diet for my health uh, but i've never done it before and now in this lockdown time uh, i've uh, actually come forward and uh, started to follow it yeah can you can you kind of explain on that i mean uh, do you uh, kind of you checked it out through the books or something like that or how did you come across that yeah uh, your diet, new diet plan yeah uh, both uh, starting off diet and saving up money it was because of the books that i'm reading currently uh i mean okay. there's this one book called no excuses uh it's by uh, brian tracy and uh, it's a really good book about uh, how not to procrastinate in your work and how to improve yourself in uh, many aspects like uh, professionally personally and uh, financially financial independence uh, is one thing that we have never been taught both in our school or by our parents or uh, college but see one thing that we should learn definitely so uh, reading those books really actually helped me because uh, after reading that book only uh, it, i made uh, i mean it made me realize that i should maybe be financially independent and i should uh, concentrate more on my health also wonderful superb so i think uh, you i you, there was also one more brain tracy book yeah, which you uh, recommended it's called me. the eat that frog and uh, it's mostly about work uh, how to be smart and productive uh and how not to procrastinate uh, it's uh, both these books uh, i won't say similar but it's uh, sort of correlated so it's really a good book and i think you should really uh, give it a go yeah it's been quite some time yeah. i've been procrastinating on getting into this book yeah. anyway so thank you so much so thank you so much shrinidhi for joining us on this podcast okay. so we've got shrinidhi with us she started off very small when we were very small actually we started off she started off as a as a small uh, taking care of a small module of the app development department and then today she is taking care of not just the android app development and she is also transformed into an ios app developer 
So she's been with us. She's been one of our uh, core developers at Acro Development. Um, it's been actually this quarantine time at Acro. We've actually got a couple of projects that we're working on, and uh, it's actually going like you know neck and neck uh, each and every project. So it's been very uh, I wouldn't say busy, but the team is quite held up, and uh, Shrinidhi has given us time. Grace Shrinidhi. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us till the last segment. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify. We are available as Draw the Code Podcast. We are also available on Twitter and Instagram as at AcroDaveTeam. A A K R O Dave Team handles. Check out acro.com for your website, app, and branding solutions. The link is in the show notes. We are signing off for now. Until next week, all we have to say is spread love. enjoy life and never stop learning catch you next week bye bye